Thank you for listening to this sermon from Goodwill Church, located in New York's Hudson Valley. Goodwill Church is on a mission to be a hub of revival in the Northeast and beyond. For more information about our church, please visit goodwillchurch.org. Now, here's the sermon. Those verses that we just heard talk about one individual. Point two, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I want you to hear them one more time. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, and of the peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David, and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Those verses describe the very baby that would be born 700 years later. And the problem that we have is that we want to imagine, well, what would it be like for God, the God of the universe, in the second person of Jesus Christ, how would that God look like upon this earth? And many have tried to capture what the Christ child would look like. And I believe it is the reason why the second commandment's in place, right? that we should have no idols, let alone worship the idols that we would create. Because in trying to capture what this baby Jesus, man, God, would look like, we sometimes mess up. That's our best effort. Right? It's a baby that almost looks like a man, middle age, balding. That's our best efforts. Because we want to capture... When Scripture talks about wonderful counselor, prince of peace, well, what would he look like? And then as we continue to make an effort to capture the strength of Christ, We then want to put a six-pack on the baby. (laughs) 
the middle one is flexing <laughs> like the rock. And to some degree, it's they missed the mark. Right? They just missed the mark. And then sometimes it's almost as if we just give up and we just say, you know what, we're just going to make him a middle-aged man. <laughs> and, and this is something that throughout the worshiping of Jesus Christ, when Scripture talks about his birth, God becoming man, we have a hard time imagining that. Because then this becomes, is this the God that has come to save us? Is this the God in which we worship? And even in modern times, modern times has struggled with this quandary of trying to capture this image of baby Jesus. A few years ago, there was a movie that came out. Talladega Night, right? And that's where there's a professional race car driver, Ricky Bobby, right? And, and he would sit at his dining room table, and even he would struggle trying to picture what baby Jesus would look like, and he would start off, dear eight pound and six ounces, newborn infant Jesus. Or he would say, dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diaper, with your tiny little balled up fist. And then the others at the table would complain and say, why don't you just pray to the man Jesus, or the Jesus with a beard? And Ricky Bobby would reply, well, look, when I pray, I pray to the Christmas Jesus when I say grace. Now, when you, when you say grace, you can say grace to the grown-up Jesus, the teenage be Jesus, or the bearded Jesus, whoever you want to pray to, right? And we still struggle struggle to identify, well, who is he? Right? And here's the thing, right? It's don't let our human efforts get in the way of your worship of Jesus. In a final effort, it's almost as if they say, you know what, we're just going to paint a middle-aged baby Jesus. And, and in that, again, every effort falls short. There's not a single one that makes it because it's, we're trying to capture a holy God. And here's the thing that you and I should know today. Right. There's approximately 7.8 billion people on this earth, and a third of them are worshiping this God, our God, our baby Jesus. And all of them, 
depending on where they are in the world, have a different picture of what this baby Jesus looks like. And I'm going to encourage you to look beyond our human efforts and worship God. Worship him with all of your heart. Here's the thing, right? It's the best that I can imagine would be a Middle Eastern man with olive skin, probably five foot six. Not like that Jesus that some of you guys have on the wall, the blonde hair, blue eyes looking like that. No, 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 not, not him. Right? <laughs> not him. Right? And, and I think for most of us, it would be better not to have anything like that. Right? Because we can't put God into a box, into a, a picture. But we're here to worship and to look at these verses. One of our church fathers would say it this way. He is a child born in a time as man, but also a son who is the father of eternity as God. That would be Tertullian. Right? But even as we hear his commentary on this particular verse, it kind of misses it. Right? Because here, imagine, God in eternity's past would make a decision to send the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, to step off his holy throne to come to this earth, to be wrapped in humanity. Think a, a baby. A baby that would need everything from its parents. Right? Think about that for a moment. That's the God we worship. That's the God of eternity. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Have you ever prayed to God and he was the best counselor to you? Have you ever needed God to show up and he showed up in might? To know that he is everlasting father. That he is the prince of peace. In other words, when he comes, and he is going to come again, he's going to take care of all of this stuff that you and I suffer with and struggle with. He's going to settle it for you and for me. Earlier today, I was talking with my daughter, right, and, and she said, what's wrong with you? And I just said, I'm just tired, right? And, and all of a sudden, it's like I'm 
I'm feeling my age, right? And, and, and I, don't, I look at some of you, you, you look like you're feeling your age too. Right? right? It's, we're tired. Right? And, and it's a constant reminder, right, that, that there's something broken in this world. And only God and God alone is going to fix it. So many of us fight for the things of this world, and we forget that if we are believers in Jesus Christ, we are sojourners. We're just passing through. We should be holding on of those things that are, are eternal. Not the things that are going to be gone tomorrow. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He's the God. Right? When you close your eyes, and all of a sudden by faith, you can almost see that God. And you see him not because of what your imagination can come up with. You see him because you know scripture. You know the God of the Bible. And you know who he is. So when you look for him, don't look for pictures. Don't look for drawings. Don't try to get your hands around something that you're going to say, oh, now I know, because at that moment you're not going to know. It is why we call it faith. And we gather here together by faith to worship our God. And it is by faith that we come to this table, this communion table. Would you pray with me? Father, we are grateful for who you are, for what you have done. We see the love that you have for humanity by sending your Son, our Lord and Savior, to come and to live among us. To walk for 33 plus years. To have a father, a mother, brothers, sisters, siblings. Right? And we imagine, so how was that? Was he selfish with his things? Scripture says that he sinned not even though he was tempted in every way. And he is the God who ultimately went to the cross. Because when we celebrate his birth, we acknowledge his death. So Lord, be with us now. We thank you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. On the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you.
Then a little later on in the meal, he took the cup, the third cup, the cup of redemption. And he said, this cup represents my blood shed for the forgiveness of sin. Then he would say, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim my saving death until I come again. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray that you would set apart these elements, that they would be to our faith, your body broken, your blood shed. Lord, help us now as we commune with you, our God. We thank you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to today's sermon. For more resources and information about Goodwill Church, visit goodwillchurch.org. God bless.